Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. I have an awesome special guest here today. Her name is Kim Charbonneau. How are you doing, Kim? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing well, doing very well. Thank you so much for uh, agreeing to come onto the podcast with us. Um, I wanted to take this episode a little bit differently because we often talk about wealth building, right? And and building, you know, this passive income that you have through real estate investing and being able to accomplish and realize some of those passions out there. But we don't often talk about an equally important aspect of wealth building, and it's building your health, right? And so Kim, uh, I actually met her uh, while I was uh, in the process of building another life insurance policy, right? Because my long-term strategy with that is to use it to invest in real estate. And throughout the life insurance process, they have you do a health inspection. And I met this wonderful young lady here that is on our podcast today, and she's an amazing spirit. She's a health coach. She is a uh, an amazing, amazing person. And I want her to share some of the message uh, with you guys that um, that she has shared with me. So, Kim, I would love to uh, start by just asking a little bit about your background and maybe how you got into the whole health industry. Okay. Well, thank you for inviting me. Uh, I have been a nurse, registered nurse for many, many years um, and knew uh, that I really wanted to not have to be punching a clock and working shift work forever. And uh, my goal was to, of course, help others and, and um, treat, teach them about health. But as a nurse, you treat diseases. Uh, so I uh, joined forces with a, another nurse that I had met that I um, had uh, trained her to do my hospice job. and. Just, you know, she kept saying, Kim, you got to try this. And I was like, I don't really have any interest in it. I'm already healthy. Um, but little did I know that that this health coaching is not just about our physical being, but also about our spiritual being, emotional being, and financial being. So I became a health coach um, eight years ago, and it enables me to, uh, you know, help other people. But also, I am free to to travel and and do what I wanted to do, which is exactly my whole point eight years ago, was to be able to have more time, freedom, and, and financial freedom. So I have gone from helping people die to helping people live longer, and it's a it's a wonderful feeling. Wow, I'm sure that is absolutely transformational. You know, mm-hmm. uh, in in your life, too, it must be because uh, I I can understand, or at least I can empathize, right? You know, being uh, surrounded by so much death, you know, can really really weigh you down. Um, so right, wow, man, that's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to talk to you about some specific stuff, uh, if you don't mind. You know, certain practices or certain daily habits or routines that uh, folks could, should get into. You know what? Uh, in your perspective, what, what would you recommend? 
Well, um, the first thing that we do is um, we really help people create their best life. Okay. And we do that by awakening their desire to change and transform their life, if, if that is what they so desire. Uh, so we do a health assessment um, to find out what they're looking for, you know, um, what their health goals are, and then, uh, you know, why they even want to do that. Um, and so once they become a client, we teach them six major habits of health. And those are sleep, you know, making sure that, you know, they do get enough sleep because that will affect their, their mood, it'll affect their weight, their general health. Um, maybe their energy is low, which could, could possibly be from sleeping or from their diet. We also talk about their motion and making sure they are moving. Some people come to us that don't have any movement in their life at all. Uh, so we figure out what they like to do. And so when they start to feel better, we incorporate what they like to do instead of sending them off to a gym and telling them they have to work out for an hour and a half because um, that doesn't work for everyone. Uh, we also ask them, you know, how about their healthy mind? Uh, you know, do they feel like they're fulfilled? Uh, do they have much stress in their life? Do they worry about things? And, and what does cause them stress? Is it their job, their family, maybe finances? Uh, and then we find out what they do for work and if they even like what they do. So all of this just helps us to figure out what, what they're really looking for, what their place is, and, and um, you know, of these six components, we break it down so that they're going to be able to pick something that they're going to be able to work on first. Um, we talk about their food intake, um, how much water they drink. Uh, we talk about, um, you know, what, how many meals a day they may eat. Um, you know, if they drink something besides water, you know, what is that? No judgment, just, just getting that and filling that, uh, you know, uh, assessment for us. Um, and then we find out, you know, how about your surroundings? Are they healthy? Do you, do you, um, hang out with people that aren't caring for their health? And how is that for you when you're trying to take care of yourself? Um, building a community of support is really, really important for them so that, so that they are actually going to be around more like-minded people, um, which help them help them move forward as well. That is awesome. Wow. Um, okay. I, I would actually love to really talk about these six because it, it sounds to me like this this here is something we should definitely talk about. I just want to make sure I got this right because I'm writing this down as you're talking about it. So sleep, motion, mind, food and water, surroundings. And was there something else that I missed or, or was food yeah, weight management, which, yeah, it's, you know, it's really more of, um, you know, how old they are, um, which is, you know, because that will play into the fact of their, their weight as well. And, um, you know, what they want to weigh, what their current weight is, if they've, you know, if, if weight loss has been difficult and why. Um, so those are those, you're right. You did miss one. So it was my fault. I didn't tell you. So. Oh, okay. No, no worries. <laughs> awesome. Weight management. Okay, cool. I, all right, we definitely got to deep dive this because I think this is something that we as you know, military um, or and veterans probably, you know, as well struggle with because we've we've grown up in this atmosphere where I can tell you off the bat sleep is not valued at all. Um, <laughs> as a matter of fact, it's, it's almost required that you get less sleep, um, you know, if you're constantly you know, on task or on watch and and having to meet the mission, um, you know, and then motion can really play a factor depending on what you're doing. Uh, a lot of people end up standing watches where they're required to sit down for long periods of time. Um, and so that can, that can definitely play 
uh, factor in. But, you know, we are always on the go, so it can help out. Um, but anyway, I'd love to just talk about sleep. Let's just talk about them individually. So sleep, like what would you recommend for someone who maybe, you know, stands watch in the middle of the night, has to do uh, maintenance and uh, or even meetings, you know, throughout the day and um, you know, has to completely you know, redo that routine the next day. Like if you only have, let's say, four or five hours in, in of your day where maybe you can get some sleep, but it may not be the ideal time. Like, I don't know. Would you recommend a certain practice or, or maybe budgeting some other time and dedicating that to, to sleep? Like I, I, don't, I don't really know. Wow, good question. Um, and I guess I would ask is 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 how long is that going to be? Is it um, once a week you might have to do this night watch and then only get that much sleep, or is that your job? So every day, that's how much is demanded of you to only get that much sleep. That's a good question too, and I think that um, it varies a lot. But typically, when um, and I, I'm just going to say this, you know, on the ship because that's the best way I can relate to it, right? If mm-hmm. you're on the ship. And you end up standing a port and starboard watch where, let's say, your rotations are six hours on and six hours off throughout the day. Um, you know, that could last up until, you know, the person next to you gets qualified and now that you can add them to the watch bill, right? Or, or that could last for the duration of the deployment. And sometimes that, that takes a real big toll. So wow. are there any practices that, that you could recommend to someone who may be in either of those situations? So unfortunately, if they're only getting that much every day, it is going to, to wear on their body um, because your body is regenerates when you sleep. So, you know, your uh, body during the day has increased cortisol levels, which um, would be a hindrance to weight loss and to overall health. But sometimes you just have to do what you have to do, you know, if that's all you can get. But my recommendation would be is get as much sleep as you possibly can. Um, and if your energy level is low, which it may happen, you feel like you need a cup of coffee, um, is to push tons of water uh, because water will actually help that. And the second thing would be to eat often and to, um, we teach people to fuel your body, not to feed it because people think of food as a piece of chicken, a donut, a piece of candy. That's all food, but our body needs to be fueled. Like you feel that ship or that car. Um, so if you, if you treat it as a fuel, you'll make better choices. Um, so a person that's getting very little sleep, and is up so much, I would certainly um, recommend getting some protein um, and a balance of fat and carbohydrates with that, which is what, you know, part of what we do. So that if they could eat every two to three hours while they're doing this, that really will help them um, sustain their energy. Um, not ideal, but that would certainly be a, a Band-Aid till they take it off that shift. Right. Okay. Interesting. I, I love that concept too. So it's not about necessarily making sure you have the three squares a day. It's more so making your making sure you're fueling your body at the right times, at the right interval, the right intervals, right with the right substance. Correct. That's absolutely correct. And it's kind of old school to be three meals a day. And um, as babies, um, you're you feed them on demand, and we make those babies become like what society wants, which is to eat three times a day, uh, because it fits into our schedule better. But we really should keep that same schedule that those babies do and eat on demand. Um, and then it's a matter of not saying, okay, I'm going to eat a you know, big 10-ounce pizza, whatever they come, 10-slice pizza, at <laughs> and at 2 o'clock have a cheeseburger. It's, it's really 
learning that, you know, you don't need to eat all of it at once. Um, but if you eat small little fuelings and you think, geez, I'm not really full right now. We want you to be satisfied, but not full because in two hours, you're going to be able to do the same thing again. Um, and it's just a mind shift. That, that's probably one of the biggest things is, is uh, working on our healthy mind. Hopefully that's that's, that's no, awesome. That is absolutely awesome. And, and I'll say again, too, you know, there is a, a big problem, I think, when it comes to health and nutrition uh, in the military. A lot of times we default back to, you know, the monster drink. Right. In order to get a, give ourselves that energy to, um, <laughs> to, to get through the, the remainder of watch or the next few hours of watch. But mm -hmm. what, uh, what nutritional snacks would you recommend that someone could bring with them to, a, say, a, a four or six hour watch, um, in order to keep them maintained or sustained throughout that watch? Well, we typically uh, do, like we call them 100 calorie snacks. Um, I can grab my book, hang on one second. Uh, so it, it's really more of balancing that. And, and our company offers fuelings already for people, so we don't have to even calculate that. Okay. But uh, if people didn't want to do that, which is fine, um, you know, just for some examples. And, and for some people, again, it, it really is all about this assessment because what works for you isn't going to work for me, which isn't going to work for someone else. So we just need to make sure we know what they weigh and what they're doing, if they're on their feet a lot. So there's a lot of components for that, um, which is what we would obviously discuss in the assessment. Um, but for example, and um, I'm going to talk to you too about the size in your plate, which will may help you as well. I'm sorry, I don't have this page. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I feel like I, I caught you off guard here with this. Yeah. With this I found it. No worries. Um, right. It's not just the fuelings of snacks between meals. Is is also incorporating three other meals that would be a little more substantial, but they're not going to be as big as what people think now. But so a hundred calorie snack would be three ounces of mixed nuts. And, you know, it's a small handful, but I know you, Mike, and your hand is much bigger than mine. So if you measure by handful, your handful and my handful would not be the same. Of course, size is different, but it's really thinking about, well, I'm bigger, I need more. It's, it's really not that as much as what, what's packed into that. Um, so 10 almonds and a celery stick, you know, so, so there's a bunch of different things. You could have, you know, carrots uh, with some, you know, maybe some, some healthier dip, like a hummus or something. Um, you could have, you know, low fat cottage cheese with some berries on it. Um, you could have a yogurt, um, you know, and again, these are all going to be measured about how much, but you can be as creative as you want, um, or you can be as simple as you want. It's really, depending on what you are looking for. And some people want fast, quick, and easy. Um, so, uh, you know, you could have a square of dark chocolate with five almonds. That's going to be 100 calories. Um, if you're like me, that little piece of chocolate is probably just enough to, you know, to, to tempt your little palate to want more. But, you know, again, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really um, within what that person is going to be looking for, you know. Right. Okay. Interesting. And, and I love the fact that, you know, there's, there's a variety, right? So if you're not into one thing, you know, maybe you're into something else. Um, but definitely take these as, you know, examples of things that you could, you know, potentially eat while you're on, while you're standing that watch or, or even while you're just at home, just working at home throughout the day. Let's say you're a spouse, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of cool, you know, having that, that option to just go throughout the day and eating smaller portions. You know, eating that traditional three squares. Like yeah, because yeah, it's not just for, you know, people that are working. It's for us to maintain forever. And, and I've had several clients in the military that have not 
and excuse me for not being the, the right term, but not making their like meeting the criteria for the, whatever they have to do with measurements or whatever. Um, and oh, so yeah, the BPA weigh-ins, right? Yes, that. Mm-hmm. So or the measurements are off. But I've had several clients that I've um, coached that uh, have been able to you know, meet meet the requirements in in the right amount of time. So awesome. All right, all right. And uh, and so I want to talk another uh, about the next one, the motion. Um, I love when you said that you don't necessarily have to go to the gym or have to, you know, you know, go on these long runs. It really is whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're talking to clients, how do you determine what works best? And I mean, I, they ask, they ask, you ask them the question, I'm sure, but um, are there any alternatives to, you know, going to the gym that you've seen? when you're talking to your clients, like how, uh, what cool alternatives, workout alternatives can you maybe recommend? Okay. Good question. So just for an example, uh, I had a lady in New York state that I was coaching and, uh, the first thing she said to me was, you will not get me into the gym. I don't like the gym. I'm not going to work out. So you're going to have to come up with something else. I said, okay, okay. What do you, what do you like to do? Do you like to be outside? Do you like to go for walks? Do you like to bike ride? Oh, I love to walk. She said, and I said, well, then that's great. So I, I wrote that down. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, I'd said, you know, anything else you like to do? Do you have grandchildren? And, oh, I love to go take my grandchildren to the park. Um, and she liked to walk her dog. Um, so I knew that there was things she liked to do, but she was thinking of exercise as the gym and she hated it. So once she was able to start movement, I just talked to her about starting with 15 minutes and building up to 45 as tolerated a day to walk. Um, build in biking if she decides she wants to do that, or swimming. Uh, people just think of swimming and biking as a fun thing to do with your kids or yourself, but it really is a wonderful uh, form of exercise. Uh, so really, we're just trying to figure out what people like and meeting them where they're at. And it's all, again, from this assessment. And sometimes people will just say, I would, I would rather not do anything at all. And part of that is because they don't feel good. Uh, they have no energy. And at the end of the day, if they've had to do duty all night long, the last thing they want to do is think about exercise. So we get them to a place where they feel good and then be real creative. Uh, to, there's got to be something they like to do. And, and really 95% of the time, I can find something that they want to do. <laughs> nice. So, so I love the fact that there are a lot of alternatives to you know, going to the gym or maybe even going on long runs. Um, and so the overall motion is good for you, but uh, would you say that all exercise is the same then at that point for that individual or, or whatever best exercise is best for that individual, or are there other exercises you would recommend that are better say for, for people to do? Well, it's really going to depend on their body type. Um, you know, if, if they're, uh, you know, just say they're six feet tall. I'm really good, bad about the measurements here, but they're six feet tall and they need to lose a hundred pounds. Right. That, that person is probably going to start with walking and build up and they might be a person that ends up in the gym and bikes and maybe they'll train for a race. I don't know, but it, it's really, they've got to get to a good place to feel good. Um, but there's all kinds of things they can do at home. They can do some hand weights and using some stuff they have around the house if they don't have anything it shouldn't be a matter of I got to go out and buy all this stuff or, you know, you can go on to YouTube and you can Google, 
yoga if they're stressed and you can do some yoga moves that actually will help you lose weight and, and, and help your mind. Um, there's all kinds of cardio exercises from, you know, 10 minutes to an hour. Um, so we just encourage people not, if they're getting to a healthy place, not to work out more than 45 minutes at a time uh, because your body will just, it, it, it's, it's a stress that they can't handle, they can't handle, um, which really comes down to people, um, if you think about it, on January 1st, when the gyms are, you know, packed to the max because so many people want to get to a healthy weight or have New, Year, New Year's resolutions, um, then then by March, usually they're pretty pretty desolate. They're, just, they're dead. There's nobody there. Um, and that's because they don't see results. So we just want people to slowly get results so they're just going to continue on these habits, um, you know, and not have to say, I got to go to the gym for an hour and be so discouraged when we're done. Love that. Okay. Awesome. Uh, that is really, really good tip, guys. Make sure you're taking notes. If you guys haven't started taking notes uh, by now, then you really need to because my page is almost full and we've only been into this interview like maybe 15 or so minutes. <laughs> this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, and you know, a perfect segue too. you mentioned a lot about stress. Um, and I want to talk about the mind next because I think that that's something that um, we as a force can get better at, right? And I think that really is just maybe humans in general. You know, we always, we, not, not always, but um, a lot of us struggle with stress, right? Struggle with dealing with stress. So what ways do you recommend um, to deal with um, just relieving stress on a day-to-day basis? Especially for us, you know, that, that have high stress jobs on, on a regular you know, basis. Mm-hmm. Good, good question. And again, everybody's different. Um, and sometimes when you suggest things to people, they're like, that is, that is like a ridiculous thing. I, I can't see myself doing that. Um, so trust first. Uh, but, but when people, um, you know, this person didn't like to walk or exercise, uh, you know, that's a great way to, to not just get some exercise in and walk, but be out and enjoy God's glory and just walking around. Um, it, you know, you just, it just when you're outside and, and seeing the birds and trees and flowers, most of the time that helps a person just kind of be more grateful for where they are, where they are. And when that happens, it really does de-stress a lot. Sometimes people are really stressed about their job. Um, they have a very high stress job. They they feel there's no way out of that job. Um, and just teaching them to to take some, you know, do some deep breathing exercises. Um, try to do some meditation if they can. Um, you know, as at work, they certainly can do that. Getting up at work and moving a little bit. Uh, you know, if they can take a 15 minute break, just just getting outside and standing there um, is a good thing. So a lot of times your motion and your mind do go hand in hand. Um, and many of my clients will say, I have to work out because it's the only way I can get to work the next day is to just de- declutter my brain and, and uh, get all the thoughts out. So um, it really does uh, depend on a person's what they're doing. And if they're sitting at a desk all day, we try to be creative and find ways that they can get up and move during the day. Or if they're... Um, you know, don't sit at a job and they're maybe doing construction or something that still can be stressful and they're moving already, but then there's other ways that they can kind of help that mind as well. And, and spiritually, you know, just, uh, you know, I'm not trying to push any religion on anyone, but, but being spiritual um, or, or being part of the community and giving to others, whether it's through your church or, or your community, um, that is another way to help your mind and, be, and, de- and de-stress, believe it or not. Because when you give to others, it just makes you feel good. And kind of a lot of times when you're stressed, you're missing that 
you know, feel good um, hormone that's that's released, and and that really makes another positive um, effect on you. Yeah, that, that that's amazing. Um, I love that whole part about giving. You know, I I really, really, really can truly um, uh, attest to the fact that you know when you're at that place when you are giving, it really does make you feel good. Um, it does. It really, really does. So yeah, if you guys have not, um, you know, done much community service at all, I highly recommend you know giving it a shot and seeing what that does uh, for you. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Right? Maybe it doesn't work for everyone. But right. I know for me, it, it, it definitely does. And mm-hmm. um, and also, you know, I love what you said about you know just kind of shaking things up and and get moving. Um, oftentimes, I find myself more creative when I'm in front of my whiteboard and I'm just pacing around. Right, just like thinking and planning about you know whatever next project that I'm that I'm gonna work on and how I need to accomplish it. So that's that's really good. Yeah, it is good. And and sometimes people say they don't want to take the time to walk, but you can really do a lot of thinking when you walk. And you know, if you feel like you're gonna miss your thoughts, I actually did that today. Is just you know record yourself. You know, record some ideas that come up while you're walking, um, and then you have that ready when you get back to work because um, you really can. Uh, be much more productive if you are actually taking care of yourself first. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And I think I was reading an article somewhere, um, but I I think I remember them saying that a lot of business professionals nowadays, you know, have their morning meetings um, or their morning, like, you know, virtual meetings or calls, um, you know, while they're exercising, like while they're in the middle of a tre- treadmill or on the bike or something like that. Is that something you recommend? That would be wonderful if the, if their job allows that. Absolutely, and if you can keep your mind focused to do that, and, and your meeting, and, and not just on your exercise, I think that's a great thing. Great thing. Um, the other thing is to do a standing desk. Um, sometimes people because sitting at a desk, sitting at a desk is actually a disease now. I mean, it's a it's a sedentary disease. So people are actually yeah, it's absolutely. almost as as uh, dangerous as smoking. Um, so we do need to get people up and moving during work time. And a lot of uh, businesses are allowing them to have a, a, a standing desk or one that will um, be both standing and sitting um, because you don't want to stand all day either. But but it does add years to your life if you're standing um, a lot during the day. So um, that's just – and I think if you work with your employer, um, it doesn't matter, you know, if you don't have any medical issues that would, would – uh, say I need to be standing more, just letting them know I feel like I can be more productive if I'm standing and um, it just helps me. Um, usually they're really good about that. That is incredible. I had no idea. <laughs> a sedentary disease for sitting down uh, working for a few times. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. You're absolutely right. It is crazy. Wow, man. All right. So yeah, if, uh, if you are a work from home spouse or maybe if you're, you know, sitting down on watch for six and 12 hours, you might want to uh, reconsider. That's very interesting. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. All right. All right. So, so food and water, we spoke a lot about that already. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I guess it, it's just worth mentioning that hydrating, right. Is very, very important. How much water is a healthy amount to drink throughout the day? That's a very good question. So I'm, I'm going to ask you, what do you think is a healthy amount? Oh gosh, <laughs> I've heard a bunch of different uh, answers for it. Um, I've heard you know people say like a gallon and a half is usually good for I guess someone my size or um, 
I've, I've heard of like 12 ounces. Uh, I, I don't even know. Okay. Good. Well, it's good that, you know, cause it's always nice to know what people think. So if you think about a room full of people, everybody cannot possibly drink the same amount. You know, if you think about a two year old and then, you know, something that might be, you know, 90 years old, that's, you know, doesn't do a whole lot. We all need water to sustain our life. But the rule of thumb is to, to take your body weight and cut it in half and that's how many ounces you should drink every day. So a person that weighs 100 pounds needs to have 50 ounces a day. So most of the time, we've got people that weigh more than 100 pounds. Um, so we tell them to push to 64 ounces and then go up from there. And once you develop that habit of drinking water, your body craves that water. It, you know, Believe it or not, you just, you're going to want more and more water because it feels good. And another thing I tell people is to, um, you know, just a visual is to think about a goldfish bowl. And if everybody's had a goldfish in their life, you know, usually, or, or they've seen a goldfish bowl. So yeah, I, I killed mine. Oh, <laughs> it lasted two days. That's sad. That's very sad. Um, oh. so <laughs> after four days, typically, unfortunately for me, you might get was two, but after four days, typically that water starts to look pretty crappy. It's just, it's, it's cloudy and that fish is just not happy. It's not jumping around. I mean, I know fish don't jump out of their tank, but you know, just, you can tell the difference in their swimming. So I tell people when you don't drink water, that goldfish bowl water is really what you got inside you and it's recirculating. So if you recirculate dirty old water, that's what's what's moving through your organs and that's why you feel sluggish you have less energy so when you change that water in that goldfish bowl typically that fish is like thanking you it's feeling better it starts to swim a little bit faster uh so it that's where people really need to start is drinking more water it will make them 50 percent better right off the top wow that is a really really good analogy <laughs> <laughs> You'll never made, forget it, I'm sure. Yeah, that just made me want to run to the refrigerator right now and go grab some <laughs> some water because I know I don't drink enough at all. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's that's crazy. All right. Awesome. So, um, okay, cool. So moving on to the next one, um, I guess weight management, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so this is this is something that's really really good. Um, what? daily routines i mean i guess other than working out um do you recommend for weight management is it all about nutrition is it both a good balance of both like what yep that's a good question so typically people um we have people that come to us that want to lose some weight they want to gain some weight and some people want to maintain what they have so we do the assessment to figure out where they're at um, and we also have, um, you know, people that are diabetic or they maybe have blood pressure issues, cholesterol issues. So we, we take all that into account. So if a person says, I need to lose 30 pounds, um, you know, we check the BMI, uh, which is one tool. It's not the be all end all, but it's one tool that we use. Um, for, so we start by just having to meet six times a day. And um, once they feel better, then we add in the exercise. So it all works hand in hand. But it's really the goal is to get people to a healthy weight. Uh, the American Medical Association would like your body mass index to be below 25, um, which is really just a tool so that people have decreased risk for all those diseases, diabetes, heart disease, et cetera. Um, and, it, and it really is a great indication for physicians when people come in and they say, I'm perfectly healthy, I feel great. 
but they're 100 pounds overweight. So that's just an indication that their body isn't healthy and um, because we already know that by looking at their, them, them physically. Um, but it's not to, to judge that. It's just, you know, you may not have any diseases yet, but your weight plays a huge role on that piece. Right. And so you said body mass index. How, how can someone calculate that? Well, um, I have it done for me, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not really sure, but I do have a I do have a graph uh, that I use for people, and I usually just ask them if they know. And physicians have a copy of this in their office too. But um, you know, for example, I'll, I'll pick right in the middle here. Like, I, uh, not no, but a six person is six feet tall. Um, they should they should have a body mass index of less than twenty five, so they should have lean muscle and be below a weight is below one eighty four. Um, and sometimes people say to me, that is ridiculous. I haven't weighed that much since I was born or, or not since I was in high school. And again, it's just a tool to see, you know, and a benchmark for people. Um, some people do real well and want to get down to that weight. Other people don't feel comfortable with that, but it's their journey. So once I give them that information, it's up to them to, to, to go from there. Um, but it really is a key is to, to get your you know, body as lean um, as, as it possibly can to get rid of the fat so you can build up certain lean muscle. No, that, that, that sounds wise. And, and you know, it, it's, you can't, I don't think you can go wrong doing that. You know what I mean? It's, uh, and I know that there are a lot of issues like health issues that can prevent certain people from getting down to a certain body weight. And that's, mm -hmm. that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but, if, but if you can, and you have the ability to, you know, why not? Right. Why mm -hmm. not? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it just keeps you uh, around a lot longer. And, you know, there's no reason why, uh, you know, our culture can't adopt healthy habits so that we can live longer. That's the whole purpose of, of uh, you know, learning to eat healthfully. Right. Uh, what advice can you give to certain folks that, say, um, participate in sports that require you to, you know, increase or decrease your weight in a very short amount of time? Uh, is that necessarily a healthy thing to do or um so you mean someone is going to be doing some um sports event where they have to lean down you know get leaner or gain weight or something for for a particular event well, like uh like wrestling i this is the perfect example like for wrestling because i know i had a lot of friends that uh, would need to drop 20 or 30 pounds within like a, a couple weeks or a week just to make weight in order to uh to compete in the event well, um, you know, that, that's a, that's a tough question because again, um, you know, I would, I would be working with a dietitian myself. Um, we do have a dietitian that's available to me to call and that's what I would do is I would ask them, you know, this person needs to lose this much weight in this amount of time. And yes, we would decrease calories, but the, the key is to not lose the muscle masses, which they are going to need for wrestling. And we all need it. None of us wants to lose our muscle mass. So it would definitely be um, a lot of protein and then probably cutting out um, like fruits, um, some grains, grains as in breads and pastas, et cetera, so that their food choices are going to be very um, dense, nutrient dense foods, but not a lot of calorie dense, um, so that they're actually getting still good nutrition for their body, um, but getting that weight off as well. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So uh, definitely good advice there, guys. If, if you do participate in sports like that, or or uh, or maybe you just do it. I don't know. <laughs> you want to work with a dietitian um, just to make sure that you're you're getting yourself uh, healthy or keeping yourself healthy throughout that process. Um, okay, great. And then, and then the last one of the six, which I really, really love, 
uh, when you talked about the whole community support, your surroundings. This is something that we preach so, so heavy on our show um, and within our, our community is just surrounding yourself with like-minded people. I, I don't think you can go wrong ever when you're doing that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the, I'm reading a book um, that it's, or just finished this book that was written by one of the coaches. It's just really amazing. And one of the things he said was he had gone into uh, his church at one point and he looked around and said, man, everybody just seems so different. I don't know what's happened. But then he took a step back and realized that he was the one that was different, not them, because he had made some different choices in his life um, to become healthier. And, and they, weren't, they weren't on the same place as him. Um, and that's just a small example uh, health-wise, because sometimes people change in many areas of your life. But, sure. but if you think about walking into a place where you're the only one that's doing what you do, it's very, very intimidating. And the, the pressure, people think of peer pressure as of teenagers, but as adults, we all have pressure um, to be doing what everybody else does. So it's being that person that's going to stand up for what you believe in and saying, I am choosing to do this. I'm choosing to be healthy. I'm, I'm choosing to, um, you know, attend this event, but still, you know, make healthier choices, um, which also, it really does empower you. Um, but, you know, people are going to be most successful, whether it's their job, their health, um, any of those you know, finances, if they are surrounding themselves with people, they're going to help them better themselves. I love that. Yep. I absolutely love that guys. And, and make sure that you, you, you definitely take heed to that. Uh, don't take that lightly because it certainly will affect your, uh, your, your trajectory in life. I think it's Jim Rohn that says you're an average of the five people you, uh, you surround yourself with. Right. So mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, definitely huge there. Oh man. Uh, Sometimes, you know, it's just a matter of saying, you know, uh, I just, you know, finding one buddy, you know, that, that you work with really closely, especially on a ship because you become a family, um, is to just to say, hey, can you just help hold me accountable? I, I'm really working on my head right now. I really want to have a healthy mind or I'm working on increasing my water. Would you just make me accountable so that I can make sure I'm fulfilling that um, by the end of the day? And there's no, nobody in the world that's going to deny someone asking a friend to do a favor. It's, it's, they really will always do a favor for you. Um, well, within reason, as long as it's legal. But, um, you, know, <laughs> you know, seriously, people would say, gosh, I'd be happy to help you with that. Mike, I will make sure, you know, that you're getting all your water in every day, um, you know, or you're taking a, a walk for yourself every day at lunchtime. And that really is an amazing start for your support. And from there, it just grows. You know, you just keep pulling more and more people into your circle. Exactly. Right, right, right. Awesome, man. Kim, this is this is an absolutely amazing interview. It's so, so valuable. And I appreciate uh, your time. Um, I wanted to uh, take you into the bonus round real quick. I've got four questions for you. If you got the time? Okay. Sure. All right. All right. So uh, first question, what is your favorite book? Well, I have to say it's written by the, the founder and creator of what I do, um, and it's the uh, Habits of Health System, written by Dr. Anderson. Um, so that, that would be my, my favorite book for now. All right. Nice. <laughs> it sounds good. Well, uh, I'll definitely have to grab that from you, and there'll be links to that in the show notes page. Um, all right. Second question, who is your biggest hero and why? Wow. Um, that's a tough question. Um, I have to say my biggest hero right now is still the same man. 
he is a man that uh, is, a, is a physician that his mission is to help the world be healthy. And I feel amazing to be part of this mission. Um, and if, if he and I can and partner together to help change just one life, I feel like we've done what God has uh, wanted us to do. So he is, he is clearly um, uh, somebody I look up to. All right. Awesome. I love that. All right. All right. All right. And then uh, question number three, what do you like to do for fun? Um, my fun is typically outside. I, I love to garden I, um, flowers and especially and, and vegetables. Um, I love to walk, bike, kayak. And I just, at my old age, just learned um, some swimming. I have a client that has a swimming business and I, I just started swimming lessons and I cannot believe, because I've always been afraid of the water, that I am actually swimming, and I just want to get out there every day. So I love to be outside, and anything outside is what I love to do. Awesome. All right, all right. That yeah. sounds great. Uh, fortunately for us, the weather has been a little bit nicer here in Norfolk um, <laughs> than yeah. the past, like, what, couple of weeks. It was just so humid. It was terrible. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do anything outside. You're right. But um, Awesome. All right, all right. And then the last question. What three nuggets of wisdom would you leave for those who are, say, just getting started? Um, I would definitely start with water. And if you're not a water drinker, I would start with uh, one cup, eight ounces. And it's not very much if you measure it, but eight ounces with every single meal. If you're eating only three meals a day, then do that at each meal. And then try in between times um, to get another eight ounces in. So if you can do that, um, which would be six times a day, you're actually going to be at 48 ounces, which is a great place to start. And then always just build up from there. The second piece is eat often. Eat six times a day. Studies have shown that your heart, um, American Heart Association, has shown that your heart will be 10%, you know, there's decreased 10% risk of uh, diseases if you eat six times a day, even if those six times a day, you're not making the best choices. Um, I'm not telling you to make bad choices, but I'm just saying six times a day is a, is a real key. And the third thing is... Um, you know, it's a toss-up between sleep and mind, um, but I would, I would, I say that be having a healthy mind is going to really carry you very far. Um, you'll always catch up on that sleep, but to take time for you, um, if you have to schedule it on your calendar, blocking off, uh, you know, fifteen minutes, starting with fifteen minutes, would make an enormous difference in your day, um, and just be grateful for for uh, you know what you have every day. Amen to that. Love that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kim, for your time. This has been a phenomenal episode. Uh, so it's filled with so much value. Uh, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Uh, they can email me. Um, do you want me to give you the email or do you put it on the website? Sure. Yeah. Okay. My, my email is very long, unfortunately, but it's get healthy with fit with Kim at gmail.com. Get healthy with fit with Kim. Fit with Kim, yes, at gmail. Right, at gmail.com. Okay, cool. Well, there will be a link to that in the show notes page, guys, uh, for you to get in touch with Kim if you have any other further questions. Um, Kim, again, thank you so much for your time. This has been phenomenal. Thank you so much for having me. All right, all right. Take good care. All right, you too. Bye now.
Outstanding. That was an awesome episode. Thanks so much to our special guests and thanks to you for listening. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, make sure you go and do that. Or schedule a call with us by texting ADPI to 444-999 or checking out our website at www.activedutypassiveincome.com to find out how you can get started on your financial freedom journey today. I'll see you guys next week.